To an episode of It's Not That Bad podcast. I am Fern here with Dom. Yo. Dom, we have to get into the uh-huh. biggest news. What's the biggest news? As a millennia, it's uh-huh. the biggest news ever. What is it? But it's some big news, but never as big as this. Well, what is it? <clears throat> it is the changing of the guard. The changing of the guard? Game of Thrones fans. Uh huh. <laughs> Star Wars fans. <laughs> it is the most fantastic thing. I have ever seen in my entire life. It, it's amazing because it's like, it's so true. Because I was reading like an, uh, what was I was reading a tweet that this girl wrote that she's like, I'm leaving fandom altogether because, like, it's just it's become so like hectic. You got to be either you love it or you hate it. There's no middle of the road. If you're in the middle of the road, like you get killed for it. So I'm just leaving fan, and it's like. Kind of like laughing to myself because I'm like, yeah. <clears throat> so I'll just I'll say this. I saw a comment. Yeah. This is about Game of Thrones. <laughs> I understand how they got there. Yeah. Because of all this stuff that happened prior in prior um, seasons, and they hand out all this stuff, right? Yeah. And all the stuff is there. Dot dot dot. I but I just don't like how they got there. So, like, I don't know how to feel about this. And I'm sitting here like, so you're admitting that this isn't a 180, oh, that you ruined this character, oh, this story arc is dumb, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. That there's actual, I don't know, reasoning to, to these characters and these actions, but you're stating you hate this thing now because, well, yeah, it made sense, but, like, it didn't make sense like I wanted it to, or like it makes sense, but it didn't like take a whole season for it to make sense, so now I hate it. And, Ridiculous. And the the funniest part is like you hear these comments. Yeah. And everyone's like, This is ridiculous. Like I can't believe this. And I'm like, Where have you been for the last like four or five years <laughs> with Star Wars coming out? Yeah. Becoming this big thing. And everyone hating it, but loving it, but hating it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was so funny because it was like deja vu. The worst deja vu, but nonetheless, <laughs> deja vu. And and what's even funnier is um, I've been watching them with my sister, and mm-hmm. she tells me everything. Like, I'm like, who's that? What's this? What's this? And she explains everything. And there's some things that make sense to me. But for diehard fans, they have a hard time getting to. Well, I was reading, like, I think I read, like, a synopsis. I didn't read, like, the whole thing. So, basically, like, Daenerys, right, she went and, like, killed everybody because she wants to be, like, the, the, the queen right now or something. But she burned, like, the whole city. <laughs> and they're like, well, why did she do that? Right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, because that's her character. I don't know what do we what do you want me to say like yeah like that was the funniest thing is even my sister said like yeah there's kind of little hints here and there how they're saying like she was destined to be just like her father well yeah in the in the books they do that too yeah and like um she said something about like raining with fire and blood or something like like she like but also like like I said I've only been watching this season and it's like hinted that. She's kind of at the breaking point. Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, but she's supposed to be, like, the anti, like, um, evil queen because of this and that. And it's like, but but what you're saying, essentially, is that a character can't go through all this development to then just 180 and and be like, this isn't worth it. Mm, I don't think you're talking about Game of Thrones. It sounds like you're talking about Star Wars. Oh, I'm talking about, oh, I keep doing that. Yeah, Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... Yeah, it's like, oh, they're supposed to be this person, but then all this other stuff happens. So like that's they that's why they turn into this person, but that doesn't make sense. Like, why would he go to that planet all by himself and leave his friends and fam oh damn it. That's Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was more of like um because of her past, yeah. They didn't expect her to have that future. And then it's like how did she become a Jedi? So, oh, 
fuck, that's Star Wars 2. No, 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 I think I got this. All right. So, like, they're doing a bunch of prequel stuff for this, right? Yeah. To set up what has happened. And, you know, people wanted to see this stuff set out from before, right? And, you know, when they finally gave us Rogue One, oh, God damn it, I think I did it too. That's crazy. Like, it's just so weird because there is a scene in the episode, this last episode, that was like the guy, the bald headed guy, he gets killed. Oh, yeah, varies. Yeah. And everyone was so pissed, like, oh, you just fucking ruined him. And, oh, he got, like, this shitty story arc and blah, blah, blah. I hope they do better in the books. And, like, oh, so just because she wanted, he wanted John to be the king or whatever. But, like, I thought it was, I was like, well, because he's trying to kill her. Yeah, because. But, I- no, but I, apparently everyone missed that part. Even though in, like, the fucking scene, that little girl is like. She's not eating, my lord. And he's like, he literally says, "We'll try again." And he tells her to go back into the kitchen before they start to, to um, like figure it out or whatever, right? And in my head, I was like, "Damn, he's trying to kill her!" Like, because they tell her that she's not been eating and that she's been stuck in her room this for who knows how long. And so he's like, I thought he was like, "Damn, he's trying to poison her," but he can't because she won't eat. Apparently, everybody missed that, and they're like, oh, doesn't make any sense, just because he talked to the midget guy, and oh, he turned his back, and all this stuff. Like, I've been, like, diving into, like, what other people think uh, on both sides, and it's like, yeah, how do you not make certain connections to this? And you've been watching this longer than I, I don't, and, I, and I legit don't know anything. I think about this, like, over the past, like, what, the seven, the f- previous seven seasons, right, there were seven fans Every episode, like, examined those, like, video or like those each episode. Like, yeah. they were like, Well, this means that Bran is the Night King. Is that what happened? No, <laughs> um, yeah, no, th- that's what this is what I was gonna say, which is crazy. Is that the reason why it, it brings me so much joy is because forever people have always talked shit about well, not forever, but the last couple of years they've always talked shit about. The way Star Wars is going, yeah, and and whatever Star Wars, and and there was a, a hard line in the sand of people who hate these new movies, and people who enjoy these new movies. And you're right, there there, it seems to be pretty like one way or the other. But for us, it's like no, we're, they're okay. Like you know, they're good. It's Star Wars movies. What do you want from yeah. Star Wars? Like I'm not gonna stay here and talk about. Last Jedi is the greatest masterpiece in the whole wide world. Is my number one movie. It's like no. Because they're still Waterboy. But, like, I loved it. Like, I love yeah. every Star Wars movie. I've never seen one Star Wars movie that I hated because it's Star Wars. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, but even, the, I mean, you can even say, like, like okay, yeah, the prequels weren't that great, but they're still Star Wars Yeah, no, that, like, and that, that's what I'm saying is, like, uh, I'm coming from somewhere where I can watch the prequels, know why they're bad, but still enjoy, like, yeah. the good parts. Or the original, know why it's good, but still hate, like the the 80s production of it you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. it's it that's fine to have criticisms yeah. but it's not just criticisms it's finding every single way to hate something and that's what's happening now with game of thrones they're finding these things to hate of like oh why would they do this to this character after building this character and it's like Okay, well, they just they thought that they were gonna all die, then they didn't. Why wouldn't they be happy or like celebrate that they just won this giant war that they, yeah, thought? I guess they kind of went in thinking, like, we, we're probably all gonna die, <laughs> but we need to try, and then they survived. And so sometimes stuff like that happens, like, because they're saying, like, that's like a lot of oh, like, why would this girl hook up with that guy? Like, oh, why would so and so do this? You know what I mean? It's like, I feel like it's like you're looking so hard into it, but it makes so much sense. And the sense that it makes, you're saying, well, it makes some sense, but not the sense in my head because these characters are all this way. And you know what I think they're also doing unfairly, too, is they're putting the blame on the the showrunners and the writers for that. And it's like, but you understand they've been ahead of things for a while. Like, it's not, this isn't new. Like, so everything you've been seeing leading up to this has been part of their 
structure because of what George R. R. Martin has said, hey, this is basically what I was going to do at the end. Yeah. And then, because even he said, okay, it's going to differ in the books, but basically what you're getting in the show is kind of what you're going to get in the books. It's it's just so intriguing mm. because, like, I don't feel the need to go and, like, watch all the Game of Thrones, mm. whatever. Like, maybe someday in the future I will, but right now it's, like, just learning about it and, like, telling my sister, like, so what's the big deal with this character? And she's explain like, she explains me everything. And it's, like, so then why would that, like, the one guy going back to his sister lover and it's yeah, like uh, Jamie Lannister. Yeah, and and everyone's like having a problem with that, and it's like, okay, but like, why not? It seems like everything that he he literally goes back and forth of like being a bad guy and a good guy, yeah. and like everything it seems like he's always been attached to his sister. So when he sees her there, and like the city's crumbling, it's like, what else are you supposed to do? You know, I don't know. It's just there's there's like certain things which it doesn't seem like a big deal for me, and I get it because like I'm a casual fan, but like <laughs> it still all makes sense to me. And but everyone's like so upset and like they hate it. And it's like I wonder if this is how other people see Star Wars because it's like oh it's just Star Wars. Like why is everyone so mad? Like why can't oh why are they all arguing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe it's something like that. I I feel like. Maybe that's why I'm enjoying this because for so long everyone has always told me that Game of Thrones is the best show to ever exist. Which is a lie. They say like it is better than any show ever and that, you know, it's just going to go down as like one of the biggest, most greatest shows to ever be released. And now those same people are telling me how they don't want to watch the last season. Episode, episode right? and you know what I mean, like yeah, it's so it's so crazy and funny, and it's like this show seems to be doing exactly what it's been doing. The only and I think a lot of people too, they're like, well, why does it have to be um, six episodes? Why couldn't it be like a full ten episodes? Yeah, but then it would just be a bunch of filler. That's what I'm saying. Like, like I get where you're coming from, but like um, people have said before. It's not just making up a, like, oh, what's her name? Daenerys or whatever? Yeah, like, Daenerys. Uh, it's not like she just all of a sudden, like, oh, she can shoot fire out of her hand. Oh, that, oh, we never told you that? Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's a part of, um, that's a part of her, like, bloodline. That's what she can do. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like they're doing shit like that. It's just, they're, they're going from A to C without having to show B because they feel like, Oh, well, you know B. You, we don't have to show her sitting in this room for three episodes crying and getting angry and crying and not eating. and cr- You know what I mean? Like, there's like, let's just cut that out and then move forward to, you know, her destroying a whole fucking city. <laughs> I can't wait till the last episode happens and see how everyone's like. Oh, uh, yeah. I want it because it has to be either... Oh, that that was a really good ending, or oh, they just ruined the whole ep- or the whole series. But um, I want to take this moment mm-hmm. on Sunday, and then w- and then compare that to um, December when Star Wars comes out mm-hmm. because it's the same thing. Yeah. It's this. It's gonna end, and you know those people. You know there's gonna be people that are gonna be like, you know what? After watching this, like, I guess it all like it kind of all makes sense now. And it's like, but did you say you weren't going to watch Star Wars at all anymore? Yeah, but see, like, J.J. Abrams undid everything that Ryan Johnson did, so yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I'll say that. This time next week, we're either going to laugh mm-hmm. or we're going to laugh. No, I'm probably going to laugh. Yeah. This is the fucking news. So let's move on to an, uh, an actually a better show. The Orville has been reviewed... For- for a third season, and I was like ecstatic because obviously it's one of our favorite shows. But also, like, I'm so glad that they like finally, after all the like dumb stuff that they were saying before it started, and then also when it first came out, I'm like, oh well, this isn't that great. Like, I mean, it's fine for just being like a. It's not what I thought it was gonna be, and this and that, and it's like, and then this whole second season, everyone's been like ranting and raving about it. And it's like, yeah, but where were you guys since the beginning? 
Because I think we talked about how um, they could have, um, like, an Emmy nod, right? Yeah. And it's like, well, finally, like, it's going to get the recognition it deserves, and it's getting a third season. Yeah. They're not just going to get rid of it. Yeah, which, um, when it when a show goes into, like, the, the second and third season, it, it's always like... It's either it's gonna end soon, like you know what I mean. Yeah. It feels like it feels like every show that I like that happens to. Or did you see recently that they went through like a whole bunch of shows and just like yeah, axed yeah. Because before I even heard that, I saw they were axing like shows I never even heard of, and I was like, yeah, which is weird because usually I feel like even if I haven't heard of a show or watched a show, I've still heard of it. Yeah. But um, yeah, that I know that got renewed. Um, also, uh, what we do in the shadows got renewed. Which is funny because I found out this last episode, which was even funnier because it felt like the end of the season, mm-hmm. but it's not. <laughs> like the episode goes really? on, yeah, literally the ep- like it felt like maybe this could have been the season finale, but it's not because there's a new episode next week. <laughs> but um, with stuff like that, it's like cool. It's going to the next season. But there's always that possibility where it's like, okay, they got this far, but can they go further? It's like with Westworld. Yeah, there is gonna be a third season, right? But it's like next. Yeah, if it doesn't, if it doesn't, I'm almost positive that if it's not pulling the numbers they want, then they could cut it. Because remember, we originally said that mm-hmm. they wanted to do six or seven seasons. Yeah. But they said that they, I think they said something about they could wrap up at five. It was like if they were going to be able to give, get the um, yeah. extra seasons. And I know the viewership fell off, which is like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, you wait so long. Like Game of Thrones had the opportunity to because it had like the six, seven seasons before. Yeah. Um, this one was like, oh, yeah, one really great season. Now you got to wait like a year and a half. Yeah. Um, and then even for the, the second to the third season, because um, what is it, next year that it's supposed to premiere? I think... Because uh, it ended last year? I think it was supposed to be the end of this year, but it could have got pushed back. Ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. It's... <sighs> Their times between seasons are weird. Because yeah, sometimes they do them, like, really close. Very British. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very British. Same thing with British shows. It's like, you get two or three seasons of a show, and then it just ends, and it's like, why did it end? It was so good. I don't know, because they're <laughs> British. But either way, like, I'm happy. Yeah, take this as a win. Yeah, take this as a win. So Disney f- acquired full control of Hulu, which is basically something we kind of said a while ago when we were talking about back when Disney was going to buy Fox. Yeah. And we were like, well, the, the thing that they could do is they could just take control of Hulu and use Hulu as its other, and like we have its separate streaming device or se- separate streaming site, Disney Plus. So, so creative. And then have Hulu for like, yeah, everything else, basically. Yeah. They went through with it like in a weird way. I yeah. I think they would go. <laughs> But I mean, like, I, I guess, like, looking at it, it's like, I guess it's a win-win because not only does, not only do they have, like, the majority now, mm-hmm. but they still have NBC attached. Yeah, because NBC still has 33% control, yeah. but they've just given up full, like, operational control to yeah. Disney. But, like, that's good, too, because being NBC, knowing how big Disney Plus is going to get... Most likely, and then mm-hmm. knowing that they want to turn Hulu into another platform, they can, you know, possibly tie in together. Yeah, they could. They, you know, it's easy for them to see it as like, oh, this is good for us now. You know, because yeah. people are gonna, yeah, you could stream all this other stuff, but you could also stream Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, that's true. Because they have it. Um, it's it's also the deal just is kind of weird because it's like a it's a five year like contract like yeah, and it's. But then it's like, okay, so as early as 2024, Comcast can either require Disney to purchase NBC Universal, Universal's 33% ownership stake. Likewise, at the, that time, Disney can also can, it can do the opposite. It can require NBC to, to sell the stake at a fair market value. It's something that's what we, I'm saying. Like, looking at it, it's like, I guess that's good. 
but I what I feel like what they would end up doing and, to, and then is just kind of be like, well, we're just going to kind of extend this contract. <laughs> like, it's like they both have guns pointed and they're like slowly putting them down and then raising up again. And they're just like slowly putting them down, raising them up, and they're like, another contract? Another contract. Another contract. Taika Waititi's Hitler satire, Jojo Rabbit Land's fall release date. So finally, it's going to be released by Fox Searchlight, which I'm glad that even though like Disney owns all that, like they didn't get rid of Fox Searchlight because I feel like that would be a dumb thing for them to do because yeah. they put out a lot of good films. I, I think I told you I'm almost positive sooner or later they might just turn it into Searchlight. Yeah. And that yeah. becomes like they're more like art house type of I can deal. see them do that. Yeah. Um, so October 18th, 2019, that's when this film. So it's basically a satire of um, Stop Hitler. motion, right? I think it involves stop motion, but it, because like the picture for it shows like Hitler and a little kid in a kitchen. It's The film is described as an anti-hate satire and it stars Roman Griffin Davis, Thomason McKenzie, Scarlett Johansson, Sam Rockwell, Rebel Wilson, Stephen Merchant, Alfie Allen, and oh my God, I didn't even I didn't even realize I didn't read the thing and I didn't realize that he's he's actually in it too. That because it says set during World War II, the story follows a lonely German boy who's played by Griffin Davis, whose worldview is turned upside down when he discovers that his single mother Scarlett Johansson is hiding a young girl Mackenzie in. That's the, the actress in their attic. Aided only by his idiotic Im- imaginary friend, Adolf Hitler, played by YTD himself, <laughs> Jojo must confront his uh, naive patriotism. <laughs> That's going to be hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. It's literally him in, like, a white face. Like really? Like Hitler, yeah. Here, let me see if I can... Didn't Key and Peele do something like that, too? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nah, this might be the best movie of the year. Sorry, Endgame. Probably not. Probably not. I mean, he was in that, too, though. So God, Yeah, that's true. Stoked, I guess. Yeah. My name is Lily Coulson, and I'm 18 years old. These are my three best friends. Um... Bex and Sarah. And this is the 100% true story of how my town, Salem, lost its motherfucking mind. But let's start at the beginning. Actually, not here because what I did that afternoon was really gross. Whoa, the principal's shit got hacked. Dude's fucking butt. I don't have, like, any sympathy for people that get their shit hacked. For real? There's two types of people in this world. People that have come to terms with privacy is just dead. Then there's the old people that are still trying to fight it. What do you have to hide anyway, Lil? A million nudes, super gross porn history, and, like, life-altering shit talk about everyone in this school. (laughs) I think it was some, like, socially conscious vigilante hacker guy. Probably jacks off to Fight Club in his mom's basement, like, every night. Looks like half of Salem just got hacked. (laughs) I hate the fucking internet. When 17,000 people's texts and emails get leaked, shit gets really fucking weird. We got some Salem bitches on the ride! Slay them high, motherfucker. Who sees a naked photo of a girl and their first thought is, Yo, I gotta kill this bitch. Where the fuck you think you're going, Lily? Way more people than you'd think. Fuck you. Don't test me! This is your world. You built this. Don't take your hate out on me. I just got here. may kill me, but she can't kill us all. You sure you even know how to hold that thing, little girl?
2018's Assassination Nation takes a real look at the underbelly of modern-day America. Directed by Sam Livingston, when a middle American town is flooded with cyber hacks, four teenage girls are put in the middle of it, making it a life-or-death situation. Lily, played by Odessa Young, Sarah, played by Suki Waterhouse, Bex, played by Hari Neff, and M, played by Abra, are four lifetime friends worried about what comes day by day. Things start to heat up as the mayor of the town gets his personal photos hacked, released by an unknown hacker. The photos of him with a male escorts and him dressing in women's clothes are too much to bear, as his conservative constituents berate him to the point where he kills himself during a press conference. This is only the beginning, and as the police head to the school to see if anyone would know anything, the principal becomes the next target, releasing his porn searches and tying in old photos of his daughter into pedophilia. The town becomes more and more enraged. And even though Lily and her friends are split on what's going on, it all becomes too real as half the town's population gets hacked. People start to fight one another, the guy Bex hooks up with gets kicked off the baseball team, and even Lily gets her lewd photos released, as she's been having an online affair with Nick, the father of the kid who she used to babysit next door. Lily is not only kicked out of her house, but her boyfriend and his friends nearby beat her, and she's chased down by a man with a knife. And things go from bad to worse, as the school tech head the one who first shared the mayor's photos, gets kidnapped by a group of vigilantes thinking he's the one who did it. But he tells them that it was Lily, saying the IP address is hers, and that's when the town seeks revenge. As the girls are hanging out at M and Sarah's house, the masked men start to break in as their mom shoots and kills two before being shot herself. In terror, they all try to escape, with only M and Sarah being caught and put in the back of a cop car. Bex gets free, but is caught soon after by kids on the baseball team, and Lily makes her way to Nick's house, but that's the wrong move. Nick's the head of the vigilante group, blaming Lily for what's happening. Lily gets away, killing Nick before he could rape her, but she's not leaving empty-handed, as she finds the cache of weapons and goes to find her friends. She releases Em and Sarah by killing the cop. They make their way to Bex, who's trying to be hanged. Now. All are free and loaded to the max. Lily makes a video and posts it, calling to action to fight those masked men. After the bloodshed stops, we find out that the IP address was correct, but it wasn't Lily. It was her younger brother the whole time. As the FBI tell him he's going away for life, they ask why he did such a thing. He replies, I don't know, for the lulls. Assassination Nation. Assassination Nation. Assassination Nation. Assassination Nation? Nation? I think it's Ass Assassination. Uh, <laughs> Assassination? Assassination? Yeah. Either way, what did you think about this Molson picture? I really liked this one. I thought it was um, edited very well. Like, especially with, like, the, I think there's, like, scene at the beginning, just, like, where it's intercut with everything, and, like, you see, like, the, the different perspectives of them, and they're in the party, and this and that, and then it's just shot really well. The, the, the shot towards the end, where they're in the house, and it's just following them, it's just that, like, steady shot from the outside. It's kind of like a homage to, like, Halloween-esque. I, I don't know. I, I, like, this movie was really good. I I would consider it the best action horror dramedy of uh-huh. 2018. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, maybe in a really long time. Mm. Because when I first saw this movie, so I've heard about this movie. Yeah. Obviously. I remember seeing a trailer a few times. I'm like, oh, okay, that might look interesting. But I never went to see it. I never saw it. Mm-mm. Never try to see it. <laughs> yeah, just one of those mm-hmm. like, eh, I'll get to it. As opposed to something like uh like a sorry to bother you or mm. a Suspiria, mm. where it's like, I wanted to see it, I just I didn't get my chance. Yeah. This was like, uh, yeah, okay, whatever. And so it happened to come on Hulu just randomly, and I was like, why not? After I got done viewing it, I was like was this one of the best movies of 2018? I think so. And, like, no one saw it? Yeah. 
because I remember one review of it, um, and it was like tied in with other reviews, and they were just talking about how like it, there was a lot here, but it wasn't like pulled off in a way that they thought it was going to be, or that they, that they thought it should have, or something like that. Mm. But it was like it's an interesting movie, but it just didn't really do much. And I think maybe that was partially the reason why I never wanted to see it, or maybe I just, you know, it was one of those things where it's like, well, I got to see this in the movies. I got to see this, and there's just yeah. wasn't part of it. I don't know. Either way, whoever did that fucking review, and whoever says otherwise, is batshit crazy. Yeah. Because this movie has so much to it, and not just the story, but you're right, the editing, mm-hmm. the the way that it makes you feel. Yeah. Like it's it's not just what it shows you, but how it shows you. Yeah. Um and like it's like artistic without being like an art house film. Yes. It um, is. Yeah, I mean in the beginning they straight up tell you like, hey, there's trigger warning in this. And it's there's like so many it, it's a warnings. it's a weird thing. Like when I was watching I was like, why would they why would they fucking do that? Like I get it, but it's like oh, it's like trying to be that movie. But then you watch it and it's like, yeah. I mean, there were so many points in the, the, the movie where I'm just like, it was like upsetting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so that, that part when they rally back, it was like, fuck yeah. I don't even, like, it's so hard to explain the movie to someone. Well, Imagine like all the shit that you like in movies and then someone put it together and then made it coherent. And what, that's what you get. What I like too is that it's it's like it's that type of movie, right? Where it's like it's a good movie to watch, but it's also if you were just to examine this movie, I feel like it's kind of like Sorry to Bother You. I feel like this movie is really you could compare it to Sorry to Bother You, where it's like this movie does so much with like, hey, this is like the, yeah, like oh cyber hacks in America, what? But it's like no, literally this is like. This is what we're dealing with now. Like this is the type of stuff that we did, and yeah. like the their whole like chance where they're like, what do we, what do we, what do we say? And like slay them high or whatever, whatever, right? It's like that. Just for me, that just calls back to like just things recently where it's like, oh, in Charlottesville, and then like things that they say in this and things that they do where it's like, it's the perfect encapsulation of like what America is at this time, yeah. where it's like. Yeah, it's a terrible, horrible, awful time to be an American. But, like, at the same time, you're kind of like... Like, at the very end where she has, like, the American flag behind her, it's like, yeah, but I'm also proud to be an American. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, you're right. It it touches on, like, the social issues, obviously. Like, obviously, it's, like, it's making fun of gun culture. Mm -hmm. And then they... Yeah, you're right. With the whole, like... um, like nationalist type of of ordeal and then taking that in with a lot of like like neck beard incel type of <laughs> of of thought with this yeah and yeah, like because I, it's funny because like um Joe McHale's character he literally wants to kill this girl because he got caught yeah he got caught for trying to cheat on his wife and then he mm. killed his wife it's and his kid because it's her fault it's for her, yeah it's her fault for tempting him and then he's still trying to have sex with her uh-huh you know, well, you know yeah what I mean? wouldn't it, you it, yeah it's Jeez. like <laughs> yeah there, there's like there's so much to this this movie there's so much here and like the crazy part is is the way it starts it's like yeah okay whatever and it tells you like a really interesting story you know but then it kicks into high gear mm-hmm. and it turns into a straight up horror film. Yeah. And then that horror film turns into an action film. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel out of place. No. Like those scary parts felt scary. Like them getting dragged out of the house yeah. and then people grabbing them and pushing them. It's like you like you felt like for me it's like I felt angry yeah. and mad. I'm like, oh my gosh. This is well, crazy. And they just saw their mom die. And, like and it felt real. Like the way they were acting, it didn't seem like it was like I it's this felt like I could have saw someone post this online. And, and be like, that's disgusting. And what upsets me I think more about that is this is how like a lot of the people on the internet this is what they would do if they could. 
Like, if they weren't afraid to actually show themselves, like, because they would wear masks because they don't want people to see who they really are, and they would go out and they do this because it's like, because for some reason in their head, they just think, like, well, oh, a whole movie where the women are the hero? Like, that's why at the end I was like, oh, should I hate this movie? Because the, (laughs) the, the, all the, the main characters were female. But it's like, it's just upsetting where it's like, I don't understand. Yeah, it's like, you have this great film, or you have a great, I like, right, this, where it's like, it's all these women taking revenge, right? Because they're wrong because what, like, men have done to them. But that's, like, not even, like, that's not even, like, the point point of, like, the yeah. movie. Like, that's just a side effect of the movie. And it's like, but y- you see things, like, where they just, a movie just tries to include some, like, a, like a woman in and in a role, right? And then they're like, oh, well, but, like, I hated it because Captain Marvel just came in at the very end and destroyed the whole ship. That, to me, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know. The way that they, the way that they did touch on a lot of things, it felt accurate. It felt right. It felt like, it just didn't feel like it was out of place. The the way the girls act, the way the people act at school, Mm. I can believe that these are how teenagers act. Yeah. Um, which I mean is a good or bad thing, it's it <laughs> but um, I I like the things where it's like it did they didn't force anything, it was just natural. Like um when when what's her name when Bex hooks up with that guy yeah in uh, Diamond the, yeah in the the party mm-hmm. and like right after he's just like oh yeah it's like oh of course right but it's even better because they didn't try to focus on like. Oh yeah, she's trans and like everyone hates her. Like the next day, she's yeah. like, like he's like he's walking by and he's like, I said, you know, you look really good today. And she's like, obviously, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like yeah, she's and it, and it it touches on that later too because she's like, so um because like it, it, when the guy kills himself, see, and, and like, they have opposite views, and see, like the whole scene is like. Perfect, because yeah. it's like, that's exactly what I try and get people to understand all the time. It's like, you got to look at it, yeah, yeah, maybe he was struggling with this, but at the same time, like, he could have lived his life the way he wanted to, yeah. but he actively chose to be like, oh, I'm going to hide this and do all this stuff to be like, oh, well, these people shouldn't have rights either. Yeah. And like and see, like, that seems really good because it, it does that. It shows that exact argument of like, People are always going to see this way because they live this way and they always going to say like, no, fuck that guy. Like, it doesn't matter what you say. He lived his life trying to bring people like me down. And then the other side of it, it's like, yeah, I get it. But also like thinking about like how he must have felt every day. You know what I mean? And then and then having and then having what's her name? Bex like I'm like I'm, I'm free or. Like, I'm brave because I'm just living my life. Yeah, you know see, I mean? exactly, because she turns it around. It's like, you shouldn't, yeah, okay, I'm living, yeah, oh, celebrate me for living my best life, but it's like, you shouldn't be, right? Like, at the well, same time, well, like. And then the best part about it is they're all best friends. Yeah. Like, it's not like this is a scene of between, like, this radical guy and this super liberal girl. It's like, no, they're all best friends. They yeah. all love each other, but because this you, is real life. Because like, real people can. And oh, I know this might be shocking, but real people can have real arguments and still be, I don't know, friends about things? I don't believe that. But, yeah, like, it, it's stuff like that in this movie where it's just like, man, everything about this movie is so... And, and like I said, they when I, remember this, when I remember this movie the first time before I watched it, it just felt like it was like this weird, like... Oh, we're trying to be crazy, like the Purge and like Bella yeah, Thorne is in here. I think I think and she wasn't even like the big part of the fucking. Movie. I think their their whole like they see because sometimes every once in a while a movie will be marketed completely yeah. wrong, and this movie was marketed completely wrong because yeah, yeah it didn't made, help that the Purge the Purge came out last that's, year. Too. That's true, but yeah, like they make they make it seem like <laughs> like Bella Thorne's in this movie way more than she is, but she's like. Not, not even like a main character. Yeah. She gets knocked out like halfway through the movie. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It, this movie just does mm. so much. I think. And I, it does it so well. I think I could. And on, enjoyable. 
honestly say like sorry to bother you was probably the best and then it would probably be like this because they were just which is it's crazy because when i when i say that i feel like i want to be joking but i'm not no like it's so Mm -hmm. it's so crazy because like there's so many good films. Like we talked about last time, we talked about like Annihilation. I love Annihilation. Oh, I love Annihilation. I love too. Hereditary. I love loved Hereditary. Um, I love everything Marvel did last yes. year. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much there, but it's like when I watch this movie, it's like it's like the the perfect mix of everything that you'd want in a movie, and it's done so well. Where it's so entertaining, but it makes you. I mean. The movie starts off like, oh, trigger warning, this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it gets into like this, like really touchy subjects of like, like the, the, um, the principal mm-hmm. and how they're like, he's a pedophile. And it's like, well, because he had pictures of his daughter and because he well, watches porn like a regular person. Well, yeah. And then like she even brings up like, you have a picture of me in the bathtub on the mantle. Like, what's the difference? And it's like, exactly. Like, that's what, parents do all the time they take pictures of their kids now if he like had it in a hidden folder somewhere yeah 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 yeah. but that's where it would be but in the movie they just insinuate that it's yeah 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 yeah. yes and um but yeah but like that's like really you know hard-hitting stuff like oh that's pedophilia oh they're talking about like trans rights and oh this and that and and they do all that stuff so well and they do it like with a certain you say je ne sais quoi yeah but even with all of that, the movie ends with a giant LOL. Yes, it does. And it's like, what? <laughs> but that makes it so much better. Yeah, too. that's like, what I'm saying. Like, it's, because it's so crazy because it's so. It could have ended where, like, yeah, they had him and, like, he, they're like, why'd you do it? And he just sits there and he's like, I don't know. Like, I would like to see the world burn or something, you know, something stupid <laughs> yeah. like that. But it's literally, he's like, I did it for the lulls. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like this is the art house movie that isn't pretentious. This is this isn't that action like comedy that goes out of its way to say the dumbest jokes. This isn't the horror movie that builds up an hour and a half of like, oh, we're gonna scare you. Oh, we're gonna, sc-. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like everything just it falls into place and it hits and it hits and it hits. And it, and it doesn't stop. Even the parts where it's like slower, mm. it feels like nope. This is, we're still going like yeah. oh, like a like a roller coaster. Yeah, you know what I mean. And here I'm going to say something that is going to make you so mad too. Just think about this. This movie came out last year, and Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> was nominated <laughs> for Best Picture last yeah. for for last year. That is so stupid. <laughs> That's why I. I also am like, I take the Oscars with a grain of salt now because I'm like, you can't tell me that these movies aren't good because you nominated Bohemian Rhapsody. The fact that this movie had great acting. Yes. Great cinematography. Great script. The cinematography. Um, Editing was just amazing. Everything about it. Just it felt like an experience. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the and the crazy part about it too is the first time I watched it, I think like I was so entranced that this movie felt like like a two and a half hour movie the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. And the second time I'm like, Oh, this is a really short movie. <laughs> and and like I was sitting here and I'm like, Did I miss did I watch like a extended vert? Like mm-hmm. I really thought like I'm I, did I watch a, like another version of this movie? I don't get it. But I think it was just because it was like, it was so like, it was a shock when I watched it because I didn't expect, like I, the most I expected for this movie is like, a, oh, you know, the Meg? Yeah, it's a pretty bad movie, but uh, I liked it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I expected something like that. Like, that was the most I could have thought about that movie. And boy, was I fuck. And when I watched it, I was I sat here thinking like, this was like one of the best movies of two thousand eighteen, yeah, for sure, yeah. <laughs> like it, <clears throat> it almost it's almost weird to 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 say that in in a a year that had so much stuff come out, but it's like, no, I th- I think it really is. That's why it's like I really can't wait to see like. When we're next year, when we're like, oh shit, you when know we're what? Just rediscovering things. Yeah, where we're like, you know what was 
like the best movie of this year. That's what I like. I like doing. I like finding something yeah. that I'm like. You know what? I'm so I like. I'm upset with myself for not seeing it until now, but I'm glad I saw it. Yeah, I think uh, a perfect world we'd be able to be like, oh, this movie's out. We need to watch that. Because yeah. there's there's even movies right now. I know mm-hmm. that. I I I think I told you like there was something on 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 Amazon Prime that I wanted to watch, and I told you about. It. I know I told you about it. Mm-hmm. I have no fucking yeah. idea what it is. Oh, okay. And then I went on there and I was like, there's a bunch of stuff I want to watch, but I don't remember what I what it was. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to look. Oh, <laughs> but like that happens all the time. If there's one thing that I could say about this movie, it's that if you're looking for like a perfect movie to watch, mm-hmm. I think this would be it. Yeah. Because maybe you don't like the horror aspect of it maybe the the Mm -hmm. the action is is a little bit too much maybe like the the drama of like her getting caught with her nudes and like you know like the guy fucking chased her with the knife you know what i mean like maybe some of that stuff doesn't make you feel very positive Mm -hmm. the experience of the movie from the beginning to the end is just it's it's amazing it's It is a great movie. Like, there are good movies and movies that I like, but this is a great movie. Yes. And it's it's insane because at least with, like, A Sorry to Bother You, I felt like there was something there when it was coming out where it's like... That's true. Where it's like, oh, check this out. I mean, maybe it's because, like, what's his name? Lakeith Stanfield was in it and, like... Uh, you know, him coming off of um Atlanta. Yeah, that's true. You know, was it was a big deal. And um what's her name? Tessa Obviously Thompson. having a great yeah, having a, a big year. Oh yeah. So maybe it was part of that. Um but I, I don't know. Like at least I, I felt like something like that I, I heard about a lot. And but this movie just they 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 the they cut the trailer to make it seem like it was one thing. Exactly. And I feel like the people that did see it, or at least the person I saw it, was trying to view it in maybe that way. And they just missed the whole fucking point of this movie. Because sitting here now, knowing everything that's great that happened last year, it's like, yeah, I know. This is one of the reasons why I don't like making top ten lists. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, yeah, I could tell you my top ten albums of this year. But then I'm going to sit here and think like, Oh, you know, I should have added that. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I think that one's better. Oh, that came out last year? Oh, fuck. I should put that on there. And that's why I've always hated. That's why I've always hated top ten lists. And this just proves that those can be that. Like, you should only make your top ten lists before the next year ends. So, like, yeah. we can make our top ten lists of 2018 and, like, December of 2019. Yeah. And that would be a more accurate list as opposed to December of 2018. Mm-hmm. Hands down, this is a definitely go watch it. Yes. Um, go, go right now. Go on Hulu and watch it. I don't know why you're listening to this. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you should probably watch it too again if you watched yeah. it before. Maybe you watched it and you didn't like it. Maybe you watched it and you're like, oh, whatever. Rewatch it with. A new pair of eyes and an open brain, and tell me that everything in this movie just doesn't fucking fit perfectly and work so well and flow so easy. Straight up, thumbs up all around. Mm, yeah, one hundred percent. Best movie, one of the best movies of two thousand nineteen. Yeah, if not tied with a couple of movies. Definitely. Okay, so speaking of, we talked about Game of Thrones earlier, right? So it turns out that the showrunners for that, the writers, are going to be directing uh, the new Star Wars films, right? And people have been in a huff about that now, too. So it's like, it's the (laughs) clash. I wonder why. It's literally like the clash of two, like, fandoms that are, like, getting upset about things. And they're both upset for, like, the opposite reason. But I was wondering, like, who would you like to see direct a Star Wars? I would throw in a bid for a Taika Waititi movie. Uh, yes. That's because we know he I could do a big of. blockbuster. Yeah, he can. And look what he's done with characters that were more um, 
Shakespearean, I guess. And he look what he did. He took them and he brought them more to be more contemporary and more relatable. And yeah. with Thor Ragnarok, I feel like he's been proving himself over the last couple of years that not only is he good with like character development, mm. but like it doesn't matter if it, if the movie costs a million dollars to make or. A hundred million dollars to make. <laughs> He's gonna make something enjoyable. Yeah. Where it, I, I don't know, like it, he just has a certain style, right? Yes, and he definitely does. I think like watching a, a Star Wars movie, I, I think you could give him a lot of different things to work with, and mm-hmm. he'll come up with something interesting. Yeah. Um. So it doesn't doesn't have to be like, oh, it's in the future, or it's present day, or it's a thousand years ago, like. I feel like no matter what you give him, he's going to figure out something, and it's going to be enjoyable. But you know he's going to be in it, and he's going to be a hilarious character. <laughs> yeah. One could hope so. <laughs> He'll be um, like a droid. Yeah. But if, <laughs> but, if we're, but if we're going off of, like, who's hot right now and who's been killing it, he would be very, very, very pleasant to watch in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Um, one for me, and I know this might sound a little bit more like... Oh, like I feel like that's going into like a a different direction than where you're thinking cuz that but I feel like he's proven himself in sci-fi before like multiple times and he's shown you like I can give you something very either I want to say like the only word I can think of is like fussy I guess but like he it's still like visually and just like storytelling is amazing but Denny's real new I feel like, I know, like, yeah, he's doing Dune, but I feel like he could also do, like, a Star Wars and make it feel very much its own. Like, you get, like, kind of like the same thing where, like, with Taika Waititi, except the opposite, where it's more dramatic, where I feel like you could give him something where it's, like, yeah, the same kind of, like, oh, like, maybe there's, like, two different clans on two different moons of the same planet and they're vying for power on this one planet and imagine like, imagine <laughs> he did the storyline was it in clone wars where it's the um the mandalorians how they have the one the like uh the rebel force or whatever on the moon mm-hmm. and they're trying to like overthrow the 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 mandalorian city yes Imagine he did something like see, that. Yeah, and see, like, because, like, I like, I feel like, and a lot of people didn't see this movie, but Blade Runner 2049? 20, 20, 49? 49. 20, Blade Runner 2049. Um, that was, like, so, like, hit the scale of it is just, like, amazing. Yeah. And, like, he's able to, like, give you this great, compelling story, but also at the same time, look at, he had to go back to, like, this one film that, like, Ridley Scott gave you. And it's like, wow. Like, how do you, how do you, like, uh, up, like, do one up on a Ridley Scott? And it's like, oh, he, see, he didn't have to do, like, what James Cameron did and, like, turn into an action <laughs> movie. He's like, oh, yeah. I'll give you a hard, like, sci-fi film, and look yeah. at it, it's amazing. Yeah, and, and it, like, honestly, imagine, imagine that. I met, like, Watch that movie in the back of your head like, what if this was in the Star Wars universe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be crazy. That would be how I imagine how he's going to do Dune. Mm-hmm. But like with the built-in... Lore of like yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, with that love you already have of like, oh, I already know all this. Yeah. This is, a, this is what I really want, really, 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 really want to see in the Star Wars universe. And then he just, boom, yeah. blows your head off. Yeah, I could I could see that. I would pick Robert Eggers. Ooh, yeah. Um mainly because watching The Witch, it was so detail oriented. Yeah. Now, if you put him in that that role of giving him a Star Wars film whatever. Mm-hmm. He could essentially do what like uh, a Taika Waititi did. Where he kind of keeps his element, but he kind of molds towards this, like, well, I'm making a Star Wars movie. I'm going to try to make a Star Wars movie, yeah. but I'm going to have my flavor. Which, in all honesty, would be really cool. Yes. But if you had a little bit more freedom, we could get something <laughs> that was extremely detail-oriented. That you could take. you could take something... 
Like, because with Star Wars, you always hear about how this universe is so big and there's all this stuff yeah. happening and they have all this like back of like MC or MCU, um, <laughs> ECU stuff, right? Yeah. And there's a lot to take from there. But I feel like you could give him a story and he can take that story and condense it to where we don't have to go to 50 different planets in, in that movie. No. We don't, you know, we don't have to have... 10 different scenes or cut back to here and there where you can take like this person this idea and almost like a game of thrones right where they kind of stay in a certain area yeah well you know that there's a bigger world but they're just they're here Mm -hmm. we're talking about this section we're doing this thing he can do that yeah you can get anywhere from like a low level oh here's like this merchant trying to you know survive on like what's that the course what's it uh because it's so big and it's happening you think it's going to go everywhere but it's no he's saying this little section or you could do something grand where it's like yeah you have darth darth vader like taking care of this one you know what i mean yeah like i feel like if you give him something like that at least maybe even like a maybe it doesn't have to be like a darth vader because i feel like if you give him a character that necessarily hasn't been done on screen then he can be able to be like all right well what can I do? With Ooh, this? Like you know a, what I mean? Like a Grand Admiral, Admiral Thrawn or whatever. Yeah, where oh. there is there is there's stuff there, but we haven't seen that on a, a huge, major motion picture, so we don't have to. Oh well, he has to sound like Darth Vader. He has to talk like Luke Skywalker. Yeah. He has to, you know, whatever. You can he can take that character, take what he kind of knows from it, and he's like. Right, well, I'm gonna do my own thing. Yeah, he could mold into like this character and make it more of his own. And yeah, that oh, that's a really good choice. I didn't even think of that. Okay, so my next choice would be Yorgos Lanthimos, just because because as we've seen before, when he gets to do his own thing, it is like it's like amazing. But I feel like a lot of people don't get it. You know what I mean? Like they don't like. They'll still watch him. They'll be like, what? But I feel like, see, like, when he got something where it was, like, they brought him a story, like, the favorite, and he was able to, like, okay, well, see, I'm still going to do things my way, but I will I will stick to your guys' like, structure. But I feel like if you told him, like, hey, look it, so this has to be a Star Wars film, but you could tell the story that you want, I feel like you could even explore, like, because they always talk about, like, in the... Like, expanded universe stuff. Like, the outer rims and stuff. Like, just imagine, like, these people who are... Or the unknown the unknown regions. Like, people going there. Or maybe, like, these people who live near... Like, on a planet near there. And they're like, oh, yeah, we travel there constantly. And, like, them having to, like, navigate with each other. And, like, just like the just imagine him, too, doing, like, the, these weird you worlds. You know what? Yeah, I could see... <laughs> I guess it sounds weird, but I can imagine him writing for, like, quote-unquote aliens, mm-hmm. and it'd be like, yeah, it's actually really fitting. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's so good at just, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I totally I totally buy this. I think it would be weird. It would be very weird, but it would be but, an interesting story, at yeah, least. Yeah, I, I, like, I feel like if he really went for it, he wouldn't go out of his way to be like, I'm going to make... I'm going to make the lobster, but in, in space, I think he'd be more of like, how can I make these characters fit this story? Mm -hmm. But in my way, yeah, you know? Okay. I feel like this might be, if it were to happen. Okay. The greatest star Wars movie of all time. Uh huh. But if you gave full reign to Alex Garland, and he makes something that was specifically him in the mm. Star Wars universe. It would be like the perfect horror movie almost. Because if you take the smarts of Ex Machina mm. and the weirdness of Annihilation mm. and you place that into the Star Wars universe. You know what? You got a Star Wars film. Exactly. Hmm. But you have one that I feel like this would be a really hard rated R. 
That's true. But it would be something that you've never seen before. And he's worked with most Star Wars um, actors already. Yeah. So he'd know what to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you were to give him that, that opportunity to be like, we know what you've done. Mm-hmm. And this is really good. We want you to make something like this in the Star Wars universe. Given the right script, or at least like let him do like what, what do you want to do? And he's like, I want to do this story. I feel like you could get something where it's like, this is a Star Wars movie. Holy shit! You know yeah, what I mean? but see, that would be something interesting. It kind of hits on like what you said about doing something a little bit different. Like think of a rated R Star Wars film. Yeah, because like in my head, it's like. Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. But, like, the strangeness more so of Annihilation. Then you throw that into a Star Wars universe, and it's like, this is literally 180 from what you've seen everywhere before. Because, like, with That's the, the Attack really with, with uh, you can get something very similar, but with his flair, right? Mm-hmm. Or, um,. What's his name? Uh, Denise Valneu. Yeah. You could get something like, yeah, you could get something more mature and grand. But, like, I think that would fit better than what he would be able to make. As I feel like he would be like, yeah, 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 I like what you're doing. But then have him, like, cut his finger off. It's like, why? No, trust me. It's going to come back at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, honestly, though, that would be. That would be, like, a miracle if that were to happen. Mm. And imagine if you gave him a trilogy. Oh, we should just give all of these directors trilogies. But I think the one that I think is the one, the run ring to rule them all is going to be Guillermo del Toro. Because you, we've already seen his creatures before and, yeah. like, how amazing they look. And just imagine those... In a Star Wars film, like, that would just, like, blow my mind to begin with. Yeah, you could but have then, a lot, like, because he is someone who loves practical effects. Yes. So imagine, like, like imagine, uh, I would say, Hellboy 2. Yes. Like, how how it was very... Yeah, like the, the troll market when they go. Yeah, imagine oh. something like that. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's that's kinda literally... Like, that feels like Star Wars. That literally is like a Star Wars film, except, but, like... Oh my god! And just because he does like big action, we've seen with Pacific Rim and I mean Hellboy, but then he can do like these like more obviously like more nuanced Oscar winning films. I do feel like he would do the best of both worlds mm-hmm. because when you look at something like a Pacific Rim, it feels a certain way, right? Uh-huh. But, but the fact that he did it, it's almost like. Yeah, of course this movie's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but imagine, imagine, yeah, he took that, the idea of making something big and grand, right? But he stuck with the, yeah, the small, like, let's make this practical. Let's make this real. Let's make this and, feel like you're here. And he's done things with Rebel-ish stuff before in, like, Pan's Labyrinth. Like, that's, like, it was, they're, they're fighting against the, yeah. the socialist... Um, government in Spain, and it's like he, he's already basically had like the templates for Star Wars films, but basically no one's been like, "Hey, you want to direct one?" I think it's because they're racist and they hate Mexicans. <laughs> yeah, and that would actually be that. I, I think, in all honesty, out of everyone we pick, that would seem like the one that could happen, mm-hmm. especially if, if Star Wars is going to go in a certain direction where they want to give directors like oh we want this these directors are going to make this type of star wars movie yeah and this director is going to do this type of star wars movie because although i feel like having rain johnson do that one and piss everyone off it kind of deterred him a little bit but, but see with, I, I would hope they continue but see with the guillermo del toro not only do you have the like he he has the best track record but at the same time, he has the, like, what I think Disney wants, which is the reliability yeah. and the, like, look at, he brings awards. Yeah. Yeah. On paper, he's perfect. Yeah. <clears throat> because he's done, yeah, he's right. He's done stuff like a Pan's Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. But he's done, he's also done stuff like a Hellboy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When those are two opposite movies. Oh, completely. And then, like, a, was it Crimson Peak? completely oh, yeah, yeah, completely yeah. different from it's a gothic horror to even just like what 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 did you say pacific rim 
Like, just imagine, like, this is the same director. Yeah. I feel, yeah, I feel like he has that. They feel like they can get the best of all worlds. Yes. And he's not just a, oh, well, you know, he's a Michael Bay guy. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, oh so he won Bay. awards, but he still does these, like, big movies. Wow, yeah, oh, we could get someone like this in there. Yeah. yeah I feel like that's probably, that would probably be, like, the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I do hope that this, like, fantasy uh, uh, hiring <laughs> becomes reality because I would want to see Star Wars that has, like, a crazy horror film in the same universe that has like this like funny like indie type of film <laughs> film you know what i mean yeah and yeah that sounds silly but the fact that you i feel like star wars is so big that you can tell a certain story in a certain place and it's not going to feel completely out of place but until they announce Guillermo del Toro doing his Knights of Republic trilogy we'll just say thank you for listening i do uh always we appreciate it and if you would like to not only keep up i guess but um get a hold of us in one way uh that is our social at intb underscore podcast that's at uh instagram and twitter uh, but you can email us directly at intbpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Did you watch Assassination Nation? Ooh. Did, tell me that wasn't the best one of the best movies of 2018. Yeah. I fucking dare you. Tell us. And if you did watch it and you watched um, Bohemian Rhapsody, can you give me your honest opinion yeah. on what movie's better? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to still say Bohemian Rhapsody. Probably. Until then, this time next week, Game of Thrones will be over. Oh, thank God. Looking forward to Godzilla. But until then, guys, as always, remember. It's not that bad. It's not that bad.